Since the Sandbox fans, what is going on? We have a very special episode with a very special guest. We're back with our Meet the People series, and today we have State Representative Adrian Madaro here with us today. Adrian, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah. Really happy to be on the podcast and be with uh, two of the best guys in Eastie. <laughs> thank you. I mean, de- definitely, you know, along with you, of course. So, Adrian, we just want to, you know, thank you for this opportunity again. You know, you're so busy with the schedule and the work that you're doing. Uh, we appreciate all the good things that you do for East Boston and the neighboring cities. So, happy to have this conversation today. Talk a little bit about, you know, your background, things that you've done, you know, throughout your tenure and things that you're still looking forward to do. And we'll get a little personal too. But before we get into the episode, we have to shout out to the loved ones at home. The wife just called you. You got Mateo <laughs> and you're expecting. So, Shout out to all of them. I mean, I I know that with work and being, you know, in the role that you are, family isn't always, you know, the focal point when people are always saying like, oh, we like we need this, the community. But, you know, that's really important. You have a great supporting cast. So just wanted to appreciate that, that, brother. Definitely in this line of work, family, you know, the family sacrifice is challenging. Absolutely. But I am uh, blessed to have Ariel, my wife, who's a rock my son, Mateo, you guys see him. He's a beast. He's yeah. 18 months old and a giant eating us out of house and home. And uh, really excited to make him a big brother late February, early March. That's so, awesome. Congratulations on you. that. Thank you. So, Adrian, you know, do you want to just tell everybody, in case somebody's never heard about Adrian Madaro before, outside of, you know, the Boston neighborhood, you know, who you are and what you do? Well, if you've never heard about Adrian Madro, you need to do your research. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to stop living under the rock. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, um, no, I'm, uh, I'm the state representative uh, here in East Boston. Boston, uh, born and raised uh, on Eagle Hill. My job is as an elected official representing this neighborhood is really about helping people. I partner with you know great folks in the community like these two right here <laughs> uh, to help uh, to help up- uplift our neighbors. You know, I mean it's it's soup to nuts, right? You know, if folks have issues like a pothole in front of their house or a street light that's out or things that are you know much more uh, serious that impact lives, like people are about to be evicted and facing homelessness or need affordable housing or mm-hmm. you know need help uh, addressing food insecurity. We were just down at the soup kitchen together uh, the other day. You guys dropped off that's dozens right. of cans that's for that right. things, right? So, <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all stuff like that. And then, of course, I am at the state house mm-hmm. and I am a lawmaker, right? And so the other part of the job is trying to make laws that improve our community here in East Boston and across the Commonwealth. Uh, and of course, making sure that out of the fifty billion dollar, uh, you know, uh, budget of Massachusetts, that EC gets its slice of the pie. <laughs> Absolutely, and, uh, that's important too. Uh, but but honestly, guys, I couldn't I couldn't imagine doing a job that is more fulfilling because this is the community that raised me and my mom, that welcomed my dad as an immigrant from Italy forty plus years ago, that welcomed my wife, who's a an original New Yorker. Um, that's right. You know, we that's forg- not always forgive her for that. As long as she's that. not a Yankees fan. No, no, she fine. is a Yankees ah. fan. But listen, listen, I got to on the Celtics, the Bruins, and the Patriots, so I'm, I'm doing decent. But yeah, you know, this is uh, this job is a dream come true, and uh, I'm just grateful for the residents of East Boston who just recently reelected me. That's right. Give me another two years in the job, and uh, you know, look forward to continuing to serve the community and partner with amazing folks to make things happen. That's right, Adrian. You know, you do such great work, and and we love that. You know, you're so personable with us, right? Not. Every elected official is going to take some time and come down Nana's basement and record a podcast. Nana's up there cooking pizza <laughs> Absolutely. So she's working hard for Christmas. We're working hard for the people. That's important. But that, let's get into that. You know, you talked about Thanksgiving. You with the Madaro charity, you do the Thanksgiving dinner. So just want to, you know, what does it take, you know, to really pull that off? I know, you know, yeah. people really come together and, you know, you've been doing that for a long time. So do you want to just talk about, you know, that event and, you know, some yeah. of the results you've had over the years? No, I appreciate you highlighting that. I think 
being an elected official and doing the job of an elected official is one thing, but there's so much more uh, that we can do in terms of addressing the needs of the community. And that's what led my mom, who's a longtime community activist uh, in Eagle Hill and in East Boston, my wife and myself, uh, along with a bunch of good folks in the community to found uh, the Madro Family Community Fund with the goal of really doing more uh, than what one, any, one single person politician can do. We put on two big events in the year. You know, most recently, we, we hosted the Thanksgiving Day dinner. That has been going on for 16, 17 years. Woo! Yeah, which is, a, you know, I, I didn't start it. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to uh, my former boss, my predecessor, uh, the last state rep, Kylo Basil. Okay, shout who, out, Kylo. Uh, he, he and his family founded that event. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took it over, uh, you know, once I became the rep. And this past Thanksgiving, I mean, the need grows every year, guys, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And I think it's easy to look at the changes in East Boston and see the gentrification and all the development on the waterfront, it's easy to forget just how much need persists in this community. Mm-hmm. But every Thanksgiving, our numbers grow. We got over 850 meals out wow. on Thanksgiving Day. Woo. That wouldn't have been possible without an army of volunteers, folks who live in this community, uh, who took time away from their families, their Thanksgiving Day, in the days leading up to Thanksgiving, because it takes a lot of work to, to pull this thing off. Absolutely. Um, yeah, all the prep. And uh, it wouldn't have been possible without the volunteers, but we made a tremendously positive impact and uh, look forward to doing it again next year and as long as I can. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I definitely think that, you know, when you hear a number like that, like 850, like, males this year, 850 people served, like, it just goes to show you, like, East Boston's a small community. We're strong, but it's a small community. How much impact did that really yeah. has? So, and that took place at the Boys and Girls Club? At the Boys and Girls Club. And then leading up to it, we passed out about 150 turkeys to families, Ooh, too. So, you know, in, in, the, in the Thanksgiving event itself, we have deli- we did, you know, 250-plus deliveries, mm-hmm. a lot of them to seniors in the senior buildings in East Boston. We have pickup options. Uh, or like takeout, right? Which is yeah. what we were doing during COVID. Mm-hmm. It used to be fully dine-in. Like we serve people restaurant style. And we still did that. We brought that back this year. Uh, but we kept the takeout option because nice. it's just, you know, some people want to be with their family. And, and, you know, frankly, you know, they don't, they have, the, they want the dignity of, of right. doing, like their, doing own their own thing. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Some other people want to eat with us because mm-hmm. they might not have family to At eat home. with, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. for us, we don't care how people, you know, we, 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 we just care about getting the meals out and making sure folks have a good Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and knowing that their neighbors care about them here in the community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's awesome. Another thing you do with the Maduro Charity, the East DLs, yeah. one, one of our favorites. Yeah. You know, this is this has so much history because me and Kev going to Central Catholic, we used to sit there and play the bells. And, <laughs> the and now we're here. You know, we have our community toy drive that helps benefit, you know, your cause at East DLs. But, you know, it's just so important because we don't know what the holidays are like for other people, right? You know, holidays usually just suggested, you know, spend with your family. But, you know, there's a lot of family problems. There's a lot of housing problems, you know, money problems, especially in the world today. So uh, we're happy to, you know, help you with all of that. And every single year, you know, we're astonished to see all the toys in the room. Crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. I know that there's a lot of work that, you know, your team does. And we're just happy to, you know, be be a little bit of a part of that. You know, it, it just makes us feel like we're doing the job. And we think, I mean, the reason why we do all this stuff is part of a community. We, we just feel like you need to give back, right? We've mm-hmm. been in the community for over 25 years now. And these are things that I don't want to say are extremely difficult. But with the help of other people, it makes it a lot easier mm-hmm, to do yeah. things like that. But East Elves is back in person a little bit. You want to give everybody, you know, a little update with that? Because yeah. that's coming out really soon. Yeah, so obviously because of uh, the pandemic the past couple of years, we've done this totally remote. And uh, these two fellows have come through with big bundle of toys <laughs> every year. Uh, but this year we're finally bringing it back in person. It'll be December 9th 
at the uh, the Hyatt at the airport, 6 to 10 p.m. The admission is just one new unwrapped toy for a kid in need. And once you bring that toy, there's there's food and a band and Central Catholic carolers and <laughs> playing the bells and uh, dances and you know it really is an awesome kickoff to the holiday season and 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 I agree the uh, the visual of seeing that toy room is it's like crazy. I mean there's like thousands of toys mm-hmm. in this room and uh, I mean it brings you back to being a little kid at Christmas and like the joy that I get knowing that all those toys are going to go to kids. Uh, who are less fortunate to make sure that their holidays are good. And and I just have to pause and, and say, Kevin, Steve, you two blow me away because you both work with youth. Mm-hmm. You're both young men, exceptional gentlemen who were born and raised in this community. And I am constantly impressed at how much you all do for our neighborhood and how much you give back. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not enough just to be a resident of a place and to say you love a place. And it's real easy, frankly, to complain about things. It's a lot more challenging to roll up your sleeves and try to be part of the solution and try to improve community and help your neighbors. And uh, year after year, you guys do that through your work with young people and mentoring them and getting them ready to be successful in life. But also, you quietly do things in the community. Dozens of cans dropped off to the soup kitchen for Thanksgiving. Big, big bundles of toys for Eastie's elves. And these are just two of the of the small things that you guys do. I know throughout the year you're constantly doing stuff to help out our neighbors and to improve East Boston. And uh, I really think you're exceptional role models for the young people that you work with each and every day. And I thank you for that. Thank Appreciate you, that. Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, your, your words go a long way, but, you know, it's people like you that motivate us to, to do that work. And we know what it's like to be a part of the Eastie community. And I know that a lot of residents would say that it's changing and this and that, but there's still people here that can keep Eastie traditions and Eastie camaraderie going on while new things happen and differences occur in the city. So I think that's extremely important. And Eastie's a very strong community, you know, very tight knit. And, you know, it's built off of immigrants and, you know, so much internationality. And I think that that's something like Eastie has to just continue to pride themselves on. Regardless of, of who's coming in, what's going out, you know, all the growth in East Boston that we've seen over the years might might have been, you know, a, a little rapid for some of the people yeah. that have been here their entire life. But it's for the greater good of Eastie for the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what people, you know, obviously need to understand. And that's why also we do what we do, just to make sure that people still remember what Eastie is, what Eastie's like. And, and that's why we like to uh, obviously help you with that. But Eastie's always been going on for nine years now. 19, I 19. think. Yeah. Wow. So, so similar to the Thanksgiving event, this isn't one that I that I that I started, right? Former state senator Anthony Petroselli. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Anthony. That's uh, right. He and his family <laughs> founded Eastie's Elves uh, many years ago, and um, you know when he sailed off into the sunset and left uh, elected <laughs> office, just like I inherited the Thanksgiving event. I just thought that this uh, Eastie's Elf tradition was too important to not continue. I think we were all fortunate growing up in this community. Not like any of us had a ton of money, no, but you know, not, but yeah. we had we had families that made sure that we had some things to open on Christmas and mm-hmm. and that and that you know the holidays were a special time for ourselves and our families, but that's not the case for everybody. And you know, I just thought continuing this tradition was the right thing to do because the holidays should be a happy time for all kids in East Boston, no matter where they come from and and what their socioeconomic status is. And uh, just like the Thanksgiving event we continue to grow Eastie's Elves year by year, and the need continues to grow. It does. Um, so you don't only need to come and bring a toy to the event, by the way. There are toy collection boxes all throughout East Boston at restaurants, uh, businesses, 
Uh, so follow the Monroe Charity on social media, and you can get a list of the locations. If you're unable to make it on December 9th, just drop a toy or two off in one of the collection boxes in any of the businesses in Eastie, Winthrop, and Revere, uh, which are the communities we serve with that charity. That's right. And also on that Instagram page, if you have, you know, some concerns about what to get or who to target, that's also there yep. too. You know, you got your toddlers with some gift ideas. you got your yep. teens with some gift ideas. So it's all right there for yeah. you. Yeah, and I will say, infants and teens, we always are short on things. So... If anyone is uh, wondering what age group to target, right uh, the youngest and the oldest, <laughs> right? That, that, that's that's where we always need some help. I got to say, but before we get to the next section of the podcast, I was in Meridian Market the other day. You know, we sell. The they got a box. They do. They, they sell the Born and Raised t-shirts there. Yeah. I told Freddie Noviello, I said, I'm going to bring all my toys here because he said he was going to match all the donations. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Freddie, we're coming for he you. We got you, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, guys, it, it's really easy, really simple to you know make that impact go to target you know you guys are there getting you know your goods and everything you need for the house make that impact you know you don't know how far that gift can really go you know there's really some kids and some families that can't afford that what you know the way that the economy is today so that impact you know will definitely carry um, tremendously all right, guys, we're jumping back into the podcast. We heard we heard a little bit about the Maduro Charity. And now, you know, Adrian, we're going to touch upon, you know, your background a little bit. And, you know, you're so prideful being born and raised in EC, Boston Public Schools. So we just want to dive in a little bit more about that because the kids in East Boston High, the kids at the base, you see them walking around their Chromebooks. They got the sense of sandbox stickers. They got the lanyards hanging out their pants for their keys in their cards, their Charlie cards and everything like that. So... Just want to hear a little bit of your backstory and how it all kind of happened for you. So what started the journey to get here today? So first of all, I got to give a shout out to my amazing parents. My dad, Jacopo, uh, immigrated here from Italy like 42, 43 years ago with not much. And, you know, my mom is is also from this community. My mom's side of the family are kind of longtime movers and shakers in the neighborhood uh, who have fought for generations to make East Boston better. So what really inspired me to get involved in community activism and in government really is my mom and her family. You know, my dad isn't as involved in this stuff. Uh, in fact, he's not, he can't even vote for me. You know, when I was running, in, he's not a sissy. He's just still a citizen in Italy. When I was running in 2015, he said, you know, I was like, Papa, please, you know, register to be a citizen. I'm going to need your vote. And he looked at me and he said, if you come, if you come down to one vote, you did not do your job. Well, well yeah, I mean, know. it's a good point. Hey, good point. That's tough. Old school. Yeah, old school. I love that. Yeah, you know, but, uh, but on my mom's side, I grew up attending local civic association. She's been a long time head of the Eagle Hill group, uh, kind of attending protests against runway, uh, airport expansion, uh, building new runways, things like that. I mean, we are, we are a community that is heavily burdened by the airport, right? We Absolutely. have some of the highest rates of childhood asthma, some of the highest rates of adult COPD, as well as a whole host of other issues. So I grew up kind of really plugged into fighting for the community and never really had any political aspirations, right? Never really thought about government as a path, but it was all through an internship, you know? So uh, to any of, the, any of the youth listening in today, if you're interested in, in government or in politics, get yourself an internship. We host high school students in my office. We host college students. We host anyone in Eastie who, who's interested in That's learning right. about government. Um, so, you know, if you're interested, please don't be shy. Don't hesitate to reach out. That's how I got my foot in the door. And I realized that through an internship at City Hall, really the powerful connection between government and community activism and how government can leverage the tools at its disposal to uplift those voices and to really affect the change that many people on the ground are fighting for. And really, I was 17 years old and I got bit by the bug, right? Yeah. And I knew I wanted to work in government. 
And, you know, then went off to college and did some internships down in D.C. and Capitol Hill and realized that really wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to be kind of missed the connection, the local connection on the ground, being with people. And then, you know, when I was a senior in college, on a whim, I applied to work for Kyle Basil, my predecessor. And he hired me. Uh, that was a day he has regretted ever since. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I worked for him for almost six years, you know, as his entry-level staffer and becoming his chief of staff. And when he, you know, when he took a new job in 2015, I ran for the seat. And I, I have loved every minute of, of doing what I do. And I really think that things have come full circle for me because, you know, there's a, there's a photograph my mother has uh, in her house. I'm 12 years old. I'm in jeans, a hoodie, and a fitted ball cap pulled way down. I'm in front of the state house with like dozens and dozens of Eastie residents. And we're protesting at the time. There was this this runway they were trying to ex- extend called Runway 1432. Okay. And May Menino was there having the communities back. Needless to say, make a long story short, we lost that battle. They built the runway. But 15 years later, I go inside the state house on the floor of the House of Representatives fighting for those environmental justice issues that we used to be mm-hmm. protesting, right? And uh, I, I wrote what became the first environmental justice law ever passed in the history of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Oh, wow. So that was like a real Huge. full circle moment for me. And, uh, you know, it's just a privilege of a lifetime to be able to uh, be that type of advocate for East Boston on Beacon Hill. Adrian, that's awesome. And I, I know, I didn't know that. So that's good information to know. But when you were talking about your dad, you just had a trip to Italy, didn't you? Yeah, so my family that? that went. And so, so my dad is the only member of his family to come over here. All his family, and he's got a big family, they, they're still all in Italy. And so uh, we used to go every year. I would go in the summertime in July and, 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 you know, connect with my cousins, my aunts, uncles, my family. I hadn't been in 13 years. Oh, wow. Man. Right? So my family had never met my wife. They had never met my son, Matteo, who was 18 months old. Uh, so my mom, my dad, uh, Ariel, Matteo, we all went down to Italy. We were there for like two weeks plus. Good for you. I saw so much family. Love it was it. like, I didn't realize how much my soul needed to reconnect right, with, right, with right, my yeah. roots and with, with yeah. that side of my family. Yeah. And um, of course, Matteo was the star of the show. Yeah, he's, oh, he's a handsome little course. devil. You know, and, uh, and he's a ham. You know, he works the room. He's like the little mayor of East Boston. That's and, awesome. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was really, really special. And uh, particularly uh, to have my wife and son meet that side of my family. Mm-hmm. That's know? incredible. I'm still trying to go there. I have, when I post, like, you know, my nana or, or my nana, you know, they obviously have big roots in Italy. I get the cousins from, from Italy and Switzerland yep. commented and you know I, I'm dying to get there we were get out there man yeah, we were supposed to go when I graduated college my cousin because I was a senior my cousins were a junior we were supposed to do that all as a grad gift and then obviously you know COVID, COVID. happened Italy was severely impacted oh, by yeah. that so but we we will get there eventually my nonna always says when me and Danielle get married, that's what we have to go for. <laughs> so, no doubt about yeah. it. You guys definitely got to get out there, though. Yeah. There's, there's, there's something special about connecting with your roots and your mm-hmm. heritage like that. Of course. Know? And um, it's a feeling that's kind of hard to describe. You just got to live it. I bet. You know? Yeah, my, my taste in Italy is the north end and upstairs. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you got a good taste, but not yeah. upstairs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But Adrian, you know, your, your passion on the journey, would you say, you know, that really began, you know, when you had that internship? Or yeah. would you think, you know, like you were talking about, you know, the roots with your mom and the community and, and that picture at the state house, would you say that really stemmed your passion? I think my passion for, for 
East Boston stems from an early age with my mom mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and her, and I give her a lot of credit. I mean, she dragged me to a thousand community meetings and protests on air. I mean, all that stuff. Right. But also in the service thing, uh, just like you guys help out on Thanksgiving, help out on the holidays. You know, my mother had me, uh, you know, even, even if I, I wasn't too into it when I was young, <laughs> you know, she had me, uh, attending these things and, and making sure that I was giving back and helping out my neighbors who may be a little less fortunate. And, Without realizing it as a young person, like those lessons really did have a huge impact on me and shape me into the man I am today. And whether I was an elected official or not, I know I would be doing something to help people, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about uplifting East Boston and doing whatever I can for my neighbors, uh, that the, you don't need to be a politician to do yeah. that. You no. guys do that all the time, Absolutely. right? And many neighbors do that all the time. But yeah, I, I credit my mom with the passion for giving back to East Boston and definitely that internship for a passion in government because that was, <laughs> you know, I had no exposure to government before then. And uh, and that definitely put me on the trajectory I am today. We love that. We definitely love that. Now, this one's going to go for all of our high school athletes and anyone that's a BPS graduate. Adrian, you attended Boston Latin School. So do you think, you know, being a part of, of the system and what you work with and what you see so often, you know, you're visiting East Boston High mm-hmm. often. You're visiting these schools all throughout East Boston. East Boston has so many schools that, oh, yeah. that are part of Boston Public Schools. You know, would you say being a BPS student, you know, makes you kind of feel like more of that need to create, you know, great opportunities here in East or Boston in general? Without a doubt. Without mm-hmm. a doubt. I mean, first of all, you know, this this is an old saying, uh, but I think it holds true. Education is the great equalizer, right? Mm-hmm. I was incredibly fortunate to have uh, an educational opportunity at Boston Latin School. It was Latin School that gave me that internship in government. It was Latin School that gave me the foundation to get to a school like Tufts, which Growing up in the neighborhood, I probably never would have envisioned myself at a school like that. But it also gave me a window into the rest of the city. I mean, I think you guys know, know what I'm talking about. But Easty tends to be yes. a little island. Right? <laughs> yeah. We don't leave Literally, Easty. Yeah. Yeah. in town, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know? um, but when I went to Boston Latin School, my whole world was was kind of my, opened into all the different neighborhoods mm-hmm. and and the challenges that people face in those neighborhoods. You know, some uh, some of my uh, best friends who are not East Bostonians to this day, uh, uh, buddies of mine. Uh, from Boston Latin School, from the football team, from different activities I was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play football? I did play football. Okay, oh, that's yeah, good to know. Yeah. What position? I was a, I, a grunt. Full back and a middle linebacker. Hey, 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 hey. I, I did all the work for the tailback to get all the glory. Yeah, that's know? how it is. That's why Adrian's hot nose right now. He's <laughs> you know, my tailback, Allen, if you're listening today, don't forget all those touchdowns you scored is because I cleared the lane for you. There you right? go. There you go, Allen. The truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> when Kev hears Allen in football, he's always talking about Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Allen from Latin yeah. School, man. <laughs> You're a Josh Allen fan? Oh, I'm a Buffalo Bills. No, oh, don't tell oh, me yeah. that. Come on, we got a big matchup coming up. Oh, Imagine, he'll Adrian, be a, he's not even gonna go going to go to the game. I'm going to the game. Oh, yeah. I like that. Right after school on Thursday. I like that. No, I'm yeah. chef and something. Not me, Danielle, my cousin Ben, who's actually working remote right across the street. Um, we're going to hop. See, now, you talked about going to Italy. Last year, I went to the Pats-Buffalo game in Buffalo. Now, that's like... How is that? Talk about... <laughs> They're you know, nuts. Oh my god, it was a, it was an experience. <laughs> I want to like be no in that other. environment. Yeah, it was an experience. <laughs> like no you, other. You know, snow, blizzard, people outside. It was a Monday night game. People are at the tailgate at nine a.m. It's snowing. Oh, people, oh, it's crazy. It's it's like I gotta have that experience. I'm literally sitting there. I'm like, doesn't anyone around here work? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, hey, it's like a national the holiday. Bill, the Bills is work. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it really <laughs> is. It's like they a national holiday. Give them the day off. Yeah, yeah. serious. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's it's funny because you know I I tend to think that. We're good fans, you know, in Boston, but I think U.S. fans generally are not mm-hmm. the best. And, you know, I had a, an opportunity to go to Columbia 
a few years ago. We went to a soccer game. And the environment, oh, so, yeah. the environment there was Crazy. like, it was like the stadium was like rock. I didn't know what the hell was going on, but I was enjoying every moment of it because the energy was just That's insane, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I bet the Bills fans have that type oh, of energy yeah. based <laughs> oh, on yeah. what I see. Yeah. You know? They probably do, but you know, I, I see that you know often now with the World Cup going on, it's just like I got I got to get to like an international soccer game. Like, yeah, looks absolutely Honestly, crazy. nothing like it. I yeah. mean, I I can only imagine. But Adrian, you know, you talked upon you know your internship at City Hall. You talked about studying at Tufts. Just want you to you know give a second to any high school student, college student, or someone that's looking to pursue an internship that. You know, might want some ad- advice, or it might be a little bit lost, and, yeah. and wants to get you know rekindled on the on the proper direction. So, what's something that you would say to those students? You know, first of all, if there's ever anything I could do for a young person in this neighborhood, never hesitate to reach out because you know, but for the older folks who took care of me, reached out and gave me a helping hand, encouraged me to do internships, encouraged me to uh, pursue different opportunities, I wouldn't be the state rep for East Boston today. And so, I think, and I know you two agree with me in this sense. It, we constantly got to reach back and help those mm-hmm. and the younger generations uplift them and make sure they have the same opportunities we've been, you know, granted. But I mean, beyond that, I think everyone, and you guys may have had this feeling too, but you know, young people tend to get a feeling that their voice doesn't matter, right? Oh, pe- adults won't listen to me because I, I'm not voting age. I'm not an adult. I'm not this. The reality is, Young people are our future. They're our present and our future, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And uh, any adult, particularly in a position like mine, would be a fool not to listen very closely to what young people are saying because the pulse young people have on community mm-hmm. uh, is often the best pulse you can get. Mm-hmm. And so don't ever let age be a barrier. That's just mental, right? But it's mm-hmm. not real. And just try to gain that courage to reach out, ask questions, seek out mentors like these two incredible guys right next to me, right? Um, And of course, again, if there's anything I can ever do, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and something that I always share, you know, to the Easty students, to the base students, you know, I obviously worked at the Boys and Girls Club before this. I was the team director for some years. And, you know, after that, I transitioned to East Boston High a little bit. And I never thought I'd be back at East Boston High as, as an employee, I never thought that I would be at the base after being, you know, a player there. And the way that you carry yourself at 14 through 19, that might be, you know, some of the most important years about, you know, character and learning who you want to be. You know, the, the respect that you have with your teachers, the conversations that you have with staff and also with current students, coaches, all of that matters, you know, in determining the person that you're going to be. So uh, I stress that, you know, extremely importantly, because, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. And I'm just I'm just a regular guy. I stress that all the time. Just a part of a community looking to help people, right? But you can pursue things that you want to do while still giving back in that manner. So I, I always, always stress that to the students. One more question before we get into the Since the Sandbox session, a little bit more tailored to, you know, what we do on our podcast. What are some things you're working on for the people in our community in the future of East Boston? I know that this is a loaded question. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. A lot. There's a lot that I could go on here. Um, I mean, look, Eastie, Eastie's a, a dynamic neighborhood that is constantly changing. Um, we are kind of the immigrant uh, neighborhood, not only for Boston and Massachusetts, but really New England. In fact, Eastie has welcomed more immigrants through its port than anywhere else in this country, second only to Ellis Island. Shout out Eastie. Right. Eastie. <laughs> uh, you know, in Ellis Island, they celebrate that. But in Eastie, you know, we, we should talk more about that because really our diversity has always been our strength. And that's a, a note that you touched on before. But that also makes it a little challenging to manage kind of such a diverse community where people come from all walks of life and might have different perspectives on things and different views on the challenges and priorities that we all have, right? And so my role is to try to 
figure out what the best path is forward. Basically, you're an island. So naturally, we have transportation challenges, not just with the airport, but to get anywhere in town to access our services, we got to go through a tunnel. Absolutely. Right? Um, or a bridge. Or yeah. a bridge. Yeah. That tunnel's about to shut down, not just on the weekends, but for four months straight. I'm sure you know? you've heard plenty so, of that. Oh, my God, right? So figuring out, you know, alternatives, like we got the ferry up and running, yeah. right? Thank Where it's God. the same cost as the T. That was an important uh, that was an important uh, step to kind of mitigate the impacts. i got to give a shout-out to former City Councilor Sal Lamatino, who was one of the original folks to spearhead that ferry initiative. You couldn't get it done, Sal, but don't worry, I got it done. Shout-out to Sal. <laughs> Sal, Sal, uh, Sal, Uncle Sal, Uncle Salvi. Wow. Um, I, I always think it's so funny. I don't know if you guys see it. Every single time, you know, Sal's posting on, on Facebook or something like that. Someone always comments, "Is please." please. <laughs> well, that's his famous line. Yeah, please, always, please. please. You know? Yeah, no, no, love Sal, love Sal. Uh, Easty's really been fortunate to have incredible electeds over the years that have mentored me. But, um, but yeah, so transportation challenges, and I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you live in East Boston or anywhere. People want good schools. They want to feel safe in their community. They want to be healthy, right? They want to not have inconveniences to get to work, to get to, you know, the supermarket, to get to here or there. And uh, really at a high level, we're just trying to make sure that East Boston can be the best community to live, to recreate, to raise a family like I'm doing now. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here for the long term. So, That's you know, right. whether or not I'm, I'm your state rep or an elected official, I'll always be in the trenches with these fellows and with so many else, others in the community to, to fight to make East Boston the best it could be for everybody. That's right. Awesome, Adrian. Like, it, it, you don't get a script in front of you, but it's just like, it's completely <laughs> yeah. perfect. That's what we love about you. And, you know, we, we talk about community so much in this episode. And every single episode of our Meet the People series, we always ask this question because we love to hear different perspectives of people, how people view community. And, you know, this question that we always ask is important to us because, as you see on the band, you know, we talk about community. It's important to be involved. What does community mean to you, especially, you know, in a role that you have? Community is the people, right? It's the people that make up a community. People are what makes a community special. Mm-hmm. It's not amenities. It's not, you know, different things. Like, it, it, it is the people. And Eastie, you said this earlier, Steve, but Eastie is and always has been an incredibly tight-knit community. You mm-hmm. guys know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And, and Eastie people are not shy, and Eastie people fight for what they believe in and fight to make our neighborhood a better place for everybody. And so, to me... Community is the people, and I couldn't think of a better community. In my opinion, I represent the best community in the state. That's right. You know? and, that, and that's all because I have the best constituents in the world right here in, 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 as my neighbors in East Boston. That's awesome. And we pride ourselves on that. Yeah. Strongly pride ourselves. Yeah. Pride, pride, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So, Kev, I know you got a couple questions for Adrian, so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor now. Now's your time to shine. Yeah, I mean, ass. well, my mind's more sports-related. You know, I'm the, like I'm the fun guy on the show. I like, to, uh, <laughs> yeah. I like to have some fun. So my first question, Adrian, obviously, you know, you were an athlete growing up in East Boston and high school and stuff like that. And this is a question I ask a lot of a lot of our guests on the show. But if you could go, if you had the choice, right, to go pro in one sport, what would it be, and for what team? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Part of me wants to say because really, football was my favorite mm-hmm. sport. Football, but. You know, and then, like, the smart side of me is like, but that has the shortest shelf life for a career, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I might play, like, two years, get injured, you know, and then, and then you know, That's be, be it, dealing yeah. with CTE the rest of my life. Right, seriously. Uh, you know, so, you know, maybe something safe. Maybe, like, baseball. Give yeah. me a nice, <laughs> long career. You, you, guys, you guys are there baseball you players. You know, you can make a lot of money. You can play until you're 40 years old. That's right. You know, and... Uh, if I were to, if I were to do baseball, you know, I was I, I enjoyed my time at third and first base. You know, there you go. I was, uh, there you go. You know, I was I was never I was never f- 
fast on my feet, you know. Um, I I could hit the ball well, but I wasn't a runner, you know. So (laughs) I got to stay, you know, somewhere where I'm not running too much. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That's funny. No, we love that. Adrian, before before you were elected official, do we have any fantasy football experience? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah. plenty of fantasy football experience. Always lost. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my my issue, and like, you know, fantasy basketball and, and baseball and hockey, I mean, you need to be on it every day. Invested. Football, you need to make a you need to make a lineup once a week. I couldn't even keep up with once a week, you know. Yeah, um, I feel that. And so, you know, I, I didn't lose because I drafted bad teams. I also, I often had great teams. I lost because I would have these lineups and realize Sunday midday, you know, that half of my team is is, is sitting and not playing right, or this right, or that. Right, or yeah. Like yeah. Monday game. That, I mean, it's just you know. So uh, I haven't done it in a few years, but uh, I did have a lot of fun with it in the past. That's awesome. Well, Adrian, if you're ever interested in getting back in fantasy football, let's do it. You guys can get me back in. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Absolutely. It'll go. go back to the community. Kev, I know you got another question there. I have one more. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Ask right, my, first. my last question for you, Adrian. I know you've been around sports a long time. Who's your favorite all-time athlete? Ooh. All-time athlete. Keep in mind, I'm born in 88, grew up in the 90s, right? So great era. A, a lot of it was a great era. A lot, <laughs> a lot of the people that I idolized, especially, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, when you know this was title town and we were winning, winning. I mean, I, I was I was spoiled in high school. You know, like I'd say, yeah, we, we were spoiled too. We <laughs> were, we were uh, of course, never missing a moment in school. We were attending lots of parades. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, it, it was a fun time to be, you know, to be a young person in Boston. And uh, you know, I, Paul Pierce was always a guy that yeah, I loved the truth. The truth. You know, number 34, I felt like he was a constant. You know, you yeah. had your Antoine Walker days, he left, you had the, and, the, and then you had the big three. But Pierce was always the constant. He, to me, embodied the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Similar to, you know, you look at the Red Sox, you got people like Pedro and Poppy and, you know, people that I idolized as a mm-hmm. kid growing right. up. So, I mean, it, it would be some of those uh, some of those folks. But, I mean, you know, we, we are really fortunate in Boston because we have, like, the storied history of our sports teams. Mm-hmm. You know, the like, best parades, the best parades, <laughs> a lot of parades. But historically, we've had incredible players from you know all different all different uh, sports, and um, you know I, I think uh, Boston is really a great sports town, and mm-hmm. I'm proud. I'm yeah. proud of that. It is. Yeah. What I will say is, you know, you brought up Pedro. I have to shout out Pedro and Mayor Wu. Just at so, East High, yeah, just yeah. at East Boston High. That was a really cool experience. And, our baseball captain, Luis Ortiz, got to, you know, be really close with them. Um, got to walk them around the school and share that experience. So thank you for, you know, Pedro and Mayor Wu for taking the time and doing that because we love to see elected officials make that connection and engagement, mm-hmm. you know, with our student athletes around the city. But Kev, let, let's wrap this up. Strong. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually glad that that was the question you asked because it leads right into my question. Obviously, like you said, Adrian, Boston, we've been spoiled, you know, throughout our sports <laughs> history. <laughs> um, but with that being said, and this is kind of like a two-party question, but I wanted to ask what your favorite sports memory was both as a Boston sports fan or just a sports fan but also as an athlete too because you did play sports growing yep. up and in high school as you mentioned so what would be your uh, your favorite memories as, as a fan as a, and as an athlete? As a fan that's the easier one to answer right definitely enjoying that run of like title town when the yeah. Bruins the Celtics mm-hmm. the Red Sox the Patriots like we were winning 15 it. years yeah. I mean like yeah, yeah, really like it felt like if we didn't win yeah. we were all disappointed because yeah. we expected to win everything every year that's right um, you know, it's been a little tough with the patch recently, but you know, I, you know, you know, we'll, we'll get there, and who knows what's going to happen with the Red Sox, with you know, Bogarts and Devers. And, uh, yeah. I'm kind of not not liking what I'm yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, happening yeah. right now. Yeah. But Celtics um, and Bruins carrying the, the, the load. Wow, <laughs> the Celtics and the Bruins are like 
th- this is this is some of the best hockey and basketball I've seen in years. Absolutely, you Love know. It. Love um, it. So you know, definitely those memories I look really fondly on. And then, uh, I mean, my playing time. Did you sports throughout my childhood in East Boston? Some of my best friends, like you guys, uh, you know how you formed those relationships when you in your youth sports since the sandbox, That's right? right. Um, yeah. You know, same thing with me. Some of my best friends in Eastie were. Uh, uh, I was a boys and girls club kid, right? Mm-hmm. So did a lot of sports, you know, as a youngster through there before I got in the more formal stuff. And some of my best Parish friends. boys and girls club? Yes. Oh, yes. That's the The dungeon. The dungeon we used to call it. Oh, my God. No backboards. The rims yeah. were screwed right onto the brick wall. Yeah. That was great. What a time yeah. that was. Yeah, no no, what it, a time it, no was. joke. I remember when they closed that down and we all had to go to the Heights. Like, all the Eagle Hill and Point kids were like, what's this going to be like? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like the heights was like, the heights was yeah. like, it might as well have been Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was being sent to the other side of the world. Yeah. And, That's but, so you know, true. In typical oh, Boys and Girls Cup style, we welcome with open arms yeah, and yeah. You know, the rest was history. But definitely enjoyed those times playing sports as a kid. And then mm-hmm. obviously high school football, Thanksgiving Day game. You know, that's one of the oldest uh, Thanksgiving rivalries is Boston Latin School uh, versus English. We were a terrible football team most of, <laughs> most of, most of the time. Uh, Boston Latin is the only city school that's in the dual county league. So we play mm-hmm. all these incredibly affluent schools like in, in Western, Western Mass and Concord, Carlisle and Lincoln, Sudbury and like – We'd come through with these tatted purple jerseys, and they'd have bands and lights, fan and sections, fan all wearing sections. the same colors. Like their, yeah. their uniforms are like yeah. you know Under Armour before Under Armour was a big thing. <laughs> yeah. and like, I mean, you know, and uh, you know, we didn't win a lot of games during the season, but we did beat English on Thanksgiving. That's all that matters, and that, matters. Matters. And that was always a great, <laughs> That's always all a that great matters. day. Just like Easty for Celtic. So, Adrian, any last thoughts? You know, I'm going to give you the floor a couple minutes. Anything that you like to say? You know, to the people before we wrap up. Uh, I just, again, want to thank you two for being such incredible role models, good friends, and for really showing what it's what it's about to be, you know, a resident of a community and, and, and putting the care that you have for your neighbors into mm-hmm. action. It's not just words yeah. for you guys. Uh, you know, you put that into action all the time, you know, not just at Thanksgiving and at Christmas. I know mm-hmm. you guys are constantly doing things throughout the year. Uh, but, you know, we do have the holidays coming up, so I do want to put one last plug in for Easties Elves. That's right, that's yeah. right. Um, check out the Madro Charity on, on uh, social media. There are toy box drop-off locations across East Boston, Winthrop, and Revere. And then, of course, December 9th, we're bringing it back in person for the first time and you know since the pandemic. Uh, it is going to be a big bash, and it's going to be a great kickoff to the holiday season. So mark your calendars, December 9th, the Hyatt at the airport, 6 to 10 p.m., Look forward to seeing you all there. Of course. And, guys, if you can't drop off gifts, let us know because we'll come and pick them up. Kev. Grab that shirt really quickly. We, we gotta we gotta show the people that we're hooking Adrian. Uh oh, look at this. <laughs> so, guys, we, born and raised. I mean that that slogan has came up oh. throughout the podcast so many times. So Adrian Love hooking it. you up with a born and raised mm-hmm. in Easty Share. And we really, you know, want to thank you for for taking the yeah. time because we know what your agenda is like yeah. and how many things you know you have to juggle on a daily basis. So we really appreciate you jumping into your community directly, hopping in on his basement down yeah. the Sense of Sandbox Studio uh, and taking and- the time with us. Since the Sandbox fans, you guys can check this podcast episode out on YouTube. But make sure to check out the rest of our content, too. A lot going on with the NFL, our community, and our toy drive benefits. Adrian Madaro's East DLs and our East Boston community. So let's give back this Christmas, just like we did uh, in great fashion for Thanksgiving. So peace out, guys. Five stars.